Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so sorry. It cut you off. Go ahead and say it. Oh, I said happy festivals. I think it caught part of it. Okay, good. Oh, God. It's Festivus. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. If you know, you know. If you don't, I, I shared an image on our social saying, if you know, you know. Alex shared a reel with um, the clip where Frank tells about how Festivus came to start. But uh, in the image I posted, I put hashtag season nine, episode 10. So go watch it. You need to watch the whole episode. A hundred percent. The strike. Tradition. I have yeah. to watch. I watch that episode every year. I'm festivist. I mean, you have to, you have to, because, oh, by the way, welcome to part me, Alex, for those who don't, I guess, surely you know where they're at. Surely, you know where you're at. Uh, don't call me Shirley. No. So that's another joke. But anyway, so yeah. Welcome to part me, Alex, SFA's only lumberjack basketball podcast on the market. You've made it. Welcome. Happy Festivus. We're talking about Festivus. Um, it's every year, same day, every year, December 23rd. Um, Jacqueline was talking about the strike episode. Season nine, episode 10. There it is. She is the biggest Seinfeld fan I know. Like, and if you say that, no, you are, you would be incorrect because. Haven't met me yet. No, exactly. So, uh, I'm hoping to get the aluminum pole down from the crawl space later. Uh, so there's this, okay. So random side story. There is a Festivus party pack on Amazon that I've been wanting to purchase you for like years. Oh my gosh. And, what else in there? I know. Uh, just like a, a small, like tabletop aluminum pole and like a bunch of like other things. And I'm like, this is the perfect like gag gift but also serious gift for Jacqueline. And every year it's like, it's in my cart. It's in my gifts for Jacqueline, like folder that I keep secretly in my Amazon. Uh, and every year I forget to order it before best of us. So maybe 2025 will be the year I remember. 2024. Oh shit. Okay. I'm so bad at years. I'm so bad. I'm skipping ahead. I'm going into the future. God bless. Okay. So Got about 30 to 45 minutes to get through the podcast because Alex has to go work a shift at the brewery. I'm in beer tender mode. So, um, yeah, we got to run through this. Not super fast, but, you know, yeah, quick enough to where it's uh, obviously relevant. And also you can understand what the heck we're talking about. Uh, but, yeah, so Festivus. This game was literally yesterday. It was an afternoon game too, which was kind of 1 weird. Yeah, 1 p.m. game. Those don't happen very often, but it's break. There's not a lot happening. All the students are gone except for the ones that live in town. But even if they live in town, they're probably already gone home uh, to visit their family as they should. So that's understandable. Um, but yeah, Paul Quinn. Last game before Christmas, uh, 
we'll use, we'll use one of his many monikers uh, that's relevant to this. Joey Buckets joined us for the game. <laughs> Joey Buckets. Uh, so we love that. Um, also, Hunter made his broadcast debut. I just rewatched the game and he did amazing. Text him and asked if he could do it every game uh, alongside Chase. And he said, well, you know, got to do my regular job. So, well, darn. Uh, yeah, no, it was weird not having uh, Chase on the call for sure. Um, it was Chase and Hunter. Oh, I thought it was. I thought Chase was gone as well. I don't think so. It was Ch- I think it was Chase and Hunter. It didn't look like him. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think it was. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, Potato, potato. This game gave me a lot of feelings. Some of them very positive feelings. Some of them very happy feelings. Mostly happy feelings. A few, eh, but we'll talk about it. They were great. So let's jump into it. Uh, So to give a little background before we get started, just want, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so we played Paul Quinn several of the last couple of years in a row. Um, going into this game, we had six wins, zero losses against them, um, which those of you who know is much of a surprise. They're a very, very small college. Um, they're very. a small, private uh, Christian college. Um, I think that's associated with like the Methodist church. Um, they only have an enrollment of like less than 400, like 380 something. Um, can't remember exactly. I looked it up last night or yesterday. Anyway. Um, so the last matchup we played them December of last year at home, we beat them 103 to 40, uh, which was our largest margin of victory against them. Our smallest margin of victory against them in the past was 125 to 95. Um, you have any updated whack? standings for us today or I do I do I do um let me pull it up real fast I was looking at it the other day and uh so going into the Christmas holiday here one two three four five six we have moved up to the sixth spot (laughs) in the regular standings uh Grand Canyon still at front Tarleton State actually has jumped up uh to number two Utah Tech number three California Baptist still up at the top though, but they're now at number four. Then we have Seattle U and us tied at seven and five and one and one. Um, so that is how it's shaping up at the moment. Everybody else is obviously underneath us. UT Arlington, UT, uh, UTA, Jesus, UTA, Utah Valley, Abilene Christian, Southern Utah, and UTRGV are what's rounding out the bottom of the standings. Uh, moving over to this re- resume standings, um, it has been updated, and it's kind of weird because of, again, the standings. We were at six. Now we're at seven. Uh, we increased our points, but for some reason, we got jumped, and I'm only speculating. Well- yeah, I bet we got some good points. We did. Being in Mexico State, but then this Paul Quinn didn't give us much. So No, it didn't give us much, but I will say that this was updated on the 22nd. I don't know what time it was updated, so I don't know if it was before or after the game. 
So I don't know if the Paul Quinn game is necessarily C six and five. Uh, when was, I, I don't think this was updated. Yeah. This was updated prior to the game. So okay. yeah. Uh, the Paul Quinn game isn't in the standings, but I have a feeling that somebody beat somebody <laughs> and that's why we got jumped and pushed down. So Grand Canyon still at front and they are, they have a wide lead, <laughs> a wide lead over the rest of us. Um, here's the thing. Someone's going to have to like really step on the gas in conference play in order to catch up to Grand Canyon. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Seattle U, like literally Grand Canyon is the only team with positive points at this point in the season. They're the only team. Uh, Seattle U is number two. Tarleton's number three. Utah, uh, I keep doing that. UTA, number four. Utah Valley, number five. CBU is six and we're number seven. So they all, the basically all the teams from number two down to where we are are all within catchable, jumpable areas. Um, we just got to keep winning and then keep jumping people, honestly. So that's the uh, resume seating update system. It's honestly a pain in the ass, but I here we are. I hate it more than I can even explain. But anyway, we'll uh, just a tale for another time. It um, is. If y'all haven't already heard my rant about it before. Uh, so we'll just jump into game notes. The general notes for the game, I do want to say before we start, and this is on my grievance list, of course, because we always miss to see him. But just because you'll be wondering now where he was, Terrell was sick. So that's why he was not um, present and participating. Um, so our starting lineup for yesterday was Jelani got his first start. We had Frank, Matt, Nana, and AJ. We did win 115 to 58. Our attendance was 1,422, uh, which of course is, you know, kind of slim, but like Alex said, it's Christmas break. And even, even the like hometown local people might be gone for Christmas travels, whatever. Right. Um, Sean Kennedy's stat section. Uh, we were looking a lot better on a lot of things this game. And I know, I know it was, it was an easier game because uh, Paul Quinn's not, you know, not anywhere near our level, uh, but, and no shade to them because they played really hard, just categorically. Um, field goal percentage, we were at 58. Three point percentage, 39.1. Free throw percentage is back over 70%, just beautiful, 72.2. Um, our points in the paint was 62. I'm pretty sure that has to be the season high now. Well, definitely. I mean, considering who we're playing, I would be shocked if it wasn't astronomically high. Uh, but, yeah, definitely I think the season high for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, points off turnovers, 34. Second chance points, 29. Fast break points, 25. Uh, bench points, 67. I think that's probably also a new season high for bench oh, points. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I'm, um, uh, I will do a double check, but I'm pretty okay. sure that's the highest as well. And our total rebounds, I think, is also maybe a season high at 50. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had 20 offensive boards, 30 defensive boards. Uh, we had 20 fouls. We had 18 turnovers, which I feel like is a little high for this game, but – I feel like sometimes in these games it gets a little sloppier towards the end. Um, oh my god! <laughs> if y'all can't hear that, my cats are tearing up my Christmas tree right now. 
Hey. Oh, Jesus, Lord. Uh, so, yeah, the yeah. Uh, rebounds were definitely the highest for sure. Okay. I thought so. Um, what was the other number you were wondering? Uh, bench point, 67. Oh, I'd have to go into each individual game. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's the highest, yeah. Uh, and then points in the paint, 62. I'm pretty sure that was the highest. Yeah. Uh, all right. We had, like I said, 18 turnovers. Little, little high, but I feel like in, in games like this uh, – when it's such a large span and scores, sometimes things can get a little sloppy uh, towards the end. Um, they had 24 turn turnovers. We had 15 steals and two blocks. Our game leaders, uh, high point of the game was our boy Day Day back in action. I got so many feats of strength for him, but uh, we'll just run through his stats really quick. He had something in every column. He had... 25 points, seven rebounds, three steals, two assists, and a block. Then we had Jelani with his uh, career high for us. Um, 22 points, four rebounds, one steal. And then we had Frank with 15 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal. And Miles with 14 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal. Miles! Great all the way across the board by everyone. Um, the Pilgrims Pride co-players of the game were Jelani and Day Day. And I'm going to agree because they both. Merry Christmas, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. We love you. Platonically, of course. But we. <laughs> but um, Merry Christmas. I'm going to I'm going to have to give Jelani and Day both both their props on this one because uh, Jelani, uh, amazing game. His best game for us by far so far. Um, and day day, you know, we, we've mentioned it a few times. I think he's had a little bit of a slump lately and he, he needed this, uh, confidence boost. And it was, it was the day that we know and love. I mean, felt right at home. I am so, yeah, no, the, yeah, I, 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 I am so happy that this is, how am I going to say this? Let me back up. Obviously, based off the game, who we played, like, everybody had a great game. But it's just something about seeing Dede back in old form and tip-top shape, basically, is making my heart burst with so much happiness. Because he's been struggling lately, and we all know it. He knows it. He said that he has been. And so legitimately seeing him play like old day day. This just gives me so much hope for the rest of the season for him, because I want him to, like we said before, get out of his head and just play his game. Yeah. Cause he knows, we know, everybody knows how he can play. He just has to remind himself. And I think this game may have done that. And yeah, we played Paul Quinn. We get it. But having this game for him, no matter what, I think is a huge like confidence boost. And I'm very, I'm very, very happy that this was the game that Day Day broke out of his funk. You know, I agree completely because yeah, well, Paul Quinn is going to be probably the the easiest game on our schedule. Day knows that he can make those moves against anybody. He's done it against anyone he's ever played. So he just needed a game to get just, back in his groove, and mm -hmm. now he's going to head right into the the Christmas season, the holidays, 
with a little confidence boost. And I think he's going to come back exactly how we, we know he is. Um, I agree. He just needed a little reminder. He just needed a little nudge out the door saying, day day, you can play better than anyone on the court at any point in time. You just needed a little reminder. So I think that was fantastic for him. Now back to Jelani. Oh, hello, Sean. We love you again. Do it in Arizona. I know. Let us know. Um, my mother wants your sweatshirt, Jax. Yeah. So we'll all skip to it now. Uh, one of my friends bought this sweatshirt off of our store for me. I told her it was the one thing that I wanted the most, and it is amazing. I can't tell you guys. This is the first thing I've gotten off of our new store now that we moved over to spread, uh, spread shirt, spread shirt. I always want to say spread shop, spread shirt. Um, it is so soft on the inside. It's got the different color ties. It's it's amazing. I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. And this honestly, the the quality of stuff on the on our new store, uh, just the quality of the materials and the options are just out of this world. Uh, again, not to toot horns, but. I think we found a winner and I would like to toot Kyle's horn because he's the one that turned us on to them. So thank you, Mr. McDonald. Thank you. Um, Amazing quality. Go shop our store. Yeah. Love the neck shirt. Yeah. Get it. Whatever you want. Yeah. 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 I've been ordering a bunch of our neck stuff. So I made that design basically as a dupe of that neck sweatshirt that everybody wanted from SFA athletics. And nobody could get because obviously it's an SV athletic shirt. And so they didn't want to make money, but I, I guess not. So we'll just do it. And oh, it's, this is my, this is our version of the neck sweatshirt. So have at it y'all go on the store sure. and buy it. Merry Christmas, Rick. Stay warm up there. Absolutely. So back to Jelani there, them being the co players of the game is so on point. And if they weren't named co-players on game, I mean, I would have named them ourselves because legitimately Jelani, I wish his girl would have been there to watch him in person. I have a feeling she's probably watching. I messaged her today when I was rewatching it and I was like, they're going to have to go watch it um, on ESPN plus. And she was like, girl, you know, I already watched it. Okay, good. So yeah, I figured um, because Johnny played lights out lights out. Uh, I still am like waiting for that big poster dunk where people just like get absolutely just dis- like destroyed. Still waiting on that. She knows it. Jelani knows it. Cause I keep telling him every time. Uh, but anyway, I played so well. If he can do that versus anybody in the conference, I y'all, uh, my heart just skipped a beat. Um, I think I should get a free one, but hey, I'll take the shout out. Kyle, don't worry. We'll hook you up, buddy. Tell us tell us what you want. Gonna... T- yeah, go on the store and go sh- go shopping. Tell us which uh, which sweatshirt or which uh, which item you want, and you'll be getting a free one. Don't worry. All right. So definitely my co-players of the game, 100%. No other way. All right. Let's bust right into the feats of strength. And I, listen, I have a lot. I have one for, like, every player, so we're just going to have to jump through them quickly but yeah go for it i'll jump in and start us off okay matt got a three immediately immediately yeah second possession of the game he just we always brag on him he had some beautiful drives he had 
nine points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal. He was all over the court, offense and defense. He was everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank. Okay, Frank had some great moves under the bucket. He had a great assist to CC for a drive. He was three of four from the three-point line. Need I say more there? I Frank the Tank, I have one grievance, but I'll save it. But Frank the Tank, you give me so much hope for our outside shooting. Because um, obviously Trell can't always be in the game. So when you're not in the, when he's not in the game, like you're the dude, obviously the rest of the guys, we know they can shoot too, but like, I'm, we're looking to you, Frank and he really is showing up and showing out lately. Um, I can't remember which game it was, but I said it, it was during the game, the Caymans, I think when I was like, this is Frank, like this oh, is the guy. I think it was a Drake game. The Drake game. I was like, this is his come out. This is his coming of age, so to speak game. Like he's in it. Let's go. This is the Frank we know and love and despised when he wasn't on our team. So like, let's go. So ever since then, he's been showing up and showing out. And I cannot wait. Oh, Andrea, Shay, and Finn. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. This is my cousin tuning in all the way from Belfast, guys. Yeah. Andrea single-handedly keeps our international... Numbers statistics up. and yeah, our numbers like high. So thank you, Andrea. <laughs> um, oh, I let me let me go and say mine. Uh, hi, Miles. The more we see Miles, the more I fall deeply, deeply into his spell. Uh, because he holy shit, he is going to be one of the most athletic guys on the court at any time. Again, not saying no one else on the team is athletic, but this, this, this guy. And we're just starting to see him too. So he's holy moly. He's, he's fresh on our minds. I have a whole like paragraph bullet point for him. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Great D. Mm -hmm. Fast break layup around the D. Assist to CC at the halftime buzzer. Mm -hmm. He made two threes. He drew great fouls in the lane multiple times and was finishing with the free throws. He was four of six on his free throws. Be I put beautiful in all caps. You just beautiful assist to Jelani. Uh, a steal and assist to Frank for the three. He was all over. So he had two three-pointers. Four free throws, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. 14 points. I already read his stats, y'all, but there it is again. It was great. It was beautiful. I just – and we've been talking – again, Miles, don't feel weird about this if you're ever listening. Uh, we've been we've been chatting with your mom on uh, Instagram, and we just keep praising you up, up and down because legitimately seeing the sparks – and the moments of just pure athleticism, literally jaw jaw dropping. I, it's amazing. Again, I'm I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And then knowing that he can easily hit a three as well. No. Okay. Next. Do I have to mention it? But my God, CC on defense. CC on defense. 
this this boy, he him with Miles, like the athleticism of CeCe is nuts. Okay. His defense, his rebounding, um, he had five rebounds. Obviously, a lot of the guys, pretty much every single guy on the team had a rebound. Literally, everyone had a rebound. Mm. Let me go back. Okay. Mm. Everyone had a rebound. CeCe had five. Um, CeCe also had three steals. Okay. Second high or tied with Dede for three steals. Okay. They both had three steals. CeCe is a terror on defense. A terror. And I love it. Because no matter how many steals he has under the steal column, there's always going to be at least like two where he was the one who deflected the ball and someone else grabbed it and got the, you know, the steal on their stats. But he's responsible for more steals than are listed by his name. Oh, that's a great point. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. You see, my God, we, we are so like, I'm so, (laughs) I'm at a loss of words for all these guys. I'm telling you right now, because like seeing just going from what we had last year to, you know, the guys who were healthy, just literally just digging deep every day and like having to basically use the same five to six to seven guys, if, if possible at the same time, barely getting rests to going to like 12 guys. It's just even more, you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody that is able to play played yesterday. And of course, again, it goes back to who we were playing Paul Quinn. We knew that was going to happen. But it's just the fact that everybody who was able to play played and the fact that we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen available bodies at any given time. And that was my trill, so it would really be fourteen. Exactly. Exactly. Like, God bless America. Um, let me go back to our sweet baby boy. They're all our sweet baby boys. I know they're all, they're all of them, but let me just meow back to you too. Sorry, my, my baby boy's back here going, you're not paying attention to me. Well, sorry, Bubba. Come on. Day Hall is back, baby. That is what I wrote in all caps. I literally put the same thing. Day Day is back, baby. He's back, baby. I When he came over to us and gave us the post-game hug, I, I felt a little bit of a shift from him. I felt that he was, you know, mentally and physically back to where day day should be. Um, again, he, I mean, even coach said it during the post game presser that like, he hasn't performed the way that everybody's expected him to perform this season. That's a lot of pressure on a kid. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. And athletes in any sport have ebbs and flows, you know, hundred uh, percent. They're doing they're at the top of their game. Maybe they're struggling with one or two things. Then, especially when you've set the bar so high and you start to struggle a little bit, it really takes a big mental toll on you. Um, it really does. Your biggest critic. And then you feel like you're letting people down. Um, Cause we, he, he came and gave us a hug after the game. He hasn't probably came over since we got back from the Caymans. No. Um, and so when he came over, we were like, finally our hugs, like we're glad that you came back over and, you know, he's like, I mean, I've just been struggling. Like, I just didn't whatever. And we're like, I mean, we know, but that's that's the times you should come let us give you a hug because 
you know, we're, we're fully supporting him and wanting to give him a little boost wherever he can get it. We're not, we're not mad about it if he's having an off game. So not at all. Just to re-bolster our, both of our points from earlier. We're so glad he, he had that little pick me up because I think he's back now. I do too. I do too. Obviously we'll know for sure, uh, at, at the game next week, uh, against, uh, UNO, but I fully day day, if you're listening and I know you do, we are fully behind you and we support you and you know that bud. And so just know that, know that everyone in the stands and everyone that is in your life supports you. So if you're having an off day or just need someone to chit chat to, you know that you can talk to anybody. You can talk to us. You could talk to any of the any of the lumberjack fans. We got you, buddy. That's what we're here for. So love you, mean it. So here, here's my and that goes out to any of you boys. Yeah, anybody, but uh Dana, here's here's your paragraph of accolades that I'm gonna give you from this game. Get it. So Hunter said Hunter called you a maestro in the paint and mm. loved it. I was like that. That's, That's perfect moniker because he was like, it's just artistic. Everything he does. It is. Great. It really is. That's perfect. Um, I put in all caps, whoo, that pass into Jalil for the assist. Mm. Really gets me going. Uh, let's see. He had one of one from the three point line. Um, lose my place. Oh, he had great post work. Like always, Reverse layups galore. I mean, he was just down there moving and shaking, and it didn't matter if he was blocked on the right side. He was going to step over and reverse layup on the left. Beautiful. Maestro, yes, DT. Here's the other thing I love about, and we and, and Coach Keller mentioned this in the post-game presser, and I'm just going to, for those who didn't watch it or listen to it, I'm just going to reiterate it. I think the best part, obviously, of course, is day date getting the amount of points he got and looking like old day day back in the saddle again, uh, the rebounds, the, the points, the, I mean, he was hundred percent with his free throws, all of those things. But I think the best part of yesterday was watching him unselfishly give up the opportunity for more points and pass it to some of his fellow players, his, his teammates, his brothers that don't get in often like Luke like Davion and like Ethan at the very end of the game, he could have easily padded his stats, got more points in the paint, got more points onto his total easily multiple times, but he gave the pat, he gave it away and passed it to his brothers. And that shows not only emotional intelligence, it shows unselfishness and it shows that he is a team player through and through, no matter what, he thinks in his head or no matter what other people say, he's a team player. I agree. And I, I put that on mine too. And I, I was going to tie it in whenever I, I got to bragging on our, our other boys, but like Alex said, he, I mean, he literally three different times was right under the basket with yes. the ball mm-hmm. wide open shot and instead turned around and specifically sought out Ethan, Davion, and Luke on three different occasions to pass them the ball and try to get them an outside shot. And by the way, one of uh, I know for sure one of them, I think uh, when he passed Ethan and Davion both, they made a three-pointer. So we got I believe to- so. 
but it's, you know, he, he was at 25 points. He was already to have point, but he could have been selfishly looking for more points to go on there. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. probably not that many people would have blamed him. You, you know, he hasn't been playing his top game the last few games and he could have taken that for himself and just added, added, added. And instead he's like, these are my dudes. They work hard too. You know, probably the last game this season that they're going to get considerable playing time. I'm going to get them a shot. 100%. Like, I love that about Day Day. I really do. I'm not saying that any of the other guys wouldn't have done that, but just in that moment, obviously, Day Day was the guy with the ball. And so the fact that he he gave it up just shows that he is a unselfish player. And that's the type of player that we need in the Lumberjack you know, uh, uniform. Unselfish teammates who are there to help each other and get better. And I love that. So um, moving on to anyone else, let's see who else did I write down? Uh, talked about day, talked about CC. We talked about Matt, talked about miles. Um, let me bring up Jelani again. <laughs> we'll go for it. He deserves all the flowers. For Jesus play. Christ. Okay. This boy, he didn't even play for like the first, I don't even know what it was five to six, maybe seven minutes of the second half. And still had second high point. Okay. That's how efficient he was under the basket. So I have a couple of notes on him that I haven't gotten to cover. Let's see. So first of all, hundred percent from the field, 11 of 11, didn't miss not one shot, not one, not even one, uh, four rebounds, one steal. Okay. I, I just put great moves under the bucket. I mean, all across the board, they were great. He had several reverse layups that were beautiful. He had a bunch of putbacks, a slam dunk. A, a bunch of putbacks. He got miss. It was beautiful. It was like, he got so many of his own rebounds. Insane. He just wouldn't give up. And I think that's the no. thing I love about Jelani. There's a lot of things, but the one thing I love about him is his absolute dedication to the play and the fact that he is not going to get up or give up. You know what I'm saying? Like if he shoots the basket, lays it up, misses it, bounces out, he's going to try his hundred percent damnedest to get that damn ball back and try again. I love that. I love the hustle under the basket. That makes me so happy to see. I do too. And I, I do want to brag on one thing about Jelani that's completely off the court. Um, Cause this was after the last game and I forgot to mention it. So now that we're bragging on him, I'm going to throw it in. Um, but we, we've told y'all many times you, if you have not met these guys, any of them on the team, you need to meet them and get to know them because they are all just such wonderful guys off the court. They They really really are. (laughs) I'm not just like blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being real. Like it makes me emotional how like nice they are to us. And I'm going to get We've had some not so in the past. So, oh, okay. I'm okay. Um, but so I'm going to give a really specific example from Tuesday. So this just shows like how kind and sweet and uh, so uh, like attention to detail that Jelani is after the game. So our friend Amanda, who she comes to every game, but she normally sits a few rows behind us. She was sitting beside us on the front row. So Jelani comes over to give us hugs like he always does. And he gives Alex a hug. Then he gives me a hug. Then when he gets to Amanda, he immediately recognizes that, hey, I haven't seen her down here before. And he says, hey, I don't think we've met. My name's Jelani. I know. That literally made my heart burst. Like, I'm literally, I'm I'm trying not to be a titty baby, but I'm, I guess I'm emotional right now. 
my God. Like that made me so happy. Like it's so sweet. These guys, they don't have to come over and say boo to us after the game. They don't no. have anything. And they come over I know. with hugs and say hey and what's up. And he could have just been like, oh, I don't know this girl. And kept walking. And instead he's going to stop and be like, hey, I don't think I've met you before. My name's Jelani. Introduce himself. Thanks for coming to the game. You I, you can't top that. I know. That just goes back to meet the Jacks when he literally said, like, it's nice to feel wanted. And I literally almost cried then. I think I did shed a tear. And, like, every time I see him play – and, like, he continues to get better. Like, again, this was his – I know it was against Paul Quinn. I, I don't give a shit. This was his breakout game. This was his game to say, listen here, MFers. Like, I'm here. I'm wanted. I'm loved. And I'm going to play my absolute 100% best every single game and every single opportunity I get to come in. And that was what – like, the, the basically the culmination of all his hard work just showed it right there. You know, and, and honestly, like, it makes me so happy because I, that kid is such a sweet boy and I, I really want him to continue to improve and thrive and get more playing time because he deserves it, you I know, agree. and holy shit. Like, again, I'm going to try not to cry like a little baby, but I, I promise I everybody who always thinks that I'm a cold hearted B I T C H. Like I really am. Like I'm, I'm, I, I can be emotional. So anyway, moving on. Um, but yeah, and, and like I'll make a quick add-on statement to that. Also, I don't I don't want to downplay um, opponents like Paul Quinn because no. speaking from a player standpoint, you really do sometimes need those games like that to kind of break out and shine, just to see. Even though you know, okay, from here on out, the rest of the season, the teams are going to be tougher than this. But just to go through the motions of doing the things that you are capable of doing. Yeah. And then you have more confidence to go into the next game, knowing that it's going to be a little bit tougher to excel the way that you did, but you've done it now. And so you know that you can. And yeah. so it just, it really does help. And it helps just build the experience of actually doing that stuff during a game rather right. than in practice or whatever. Um, so these, these games are meaningful and important um, and impactful to our, team's trajectory forward um and so also uh to kind of round that off too is i think that these games are also great like chemistry builders too oh. not saying that we didn't have any chemistry in the beginning of the season but i think like everybody supporting each other especially towards the end when our you know our three guys that came in that don't get a lot of playing time anytime one of those guys goes in whether it's davion luke or ethan the whole entire team and bench goes apeshit for them. And I think that shows so much love and support um, that maybe some other teams just don't, don't have. So I love that so much. And we know that those boys on the end, even though they don't get a lot of playing time, we know that they're ballers, clearly. I mean, come on. They came in for a very short amount of time. Ethan did, and he made two threes. Davion made uh, I'll, I'll, six points. I have a brag list on each of them. Okay, well, go ahead and do those. So Davion immediately takes a charge. First possession, he comes in the game. That's true. He did. He gets a steal. He makes, like, a textbook Eurostep drive. Oh, that was the cutest thing, though. It was magical. I mean, the whole bench went 
nuts. I'm telling you guys, he had a beautiful, <laughs> in all caps, assist to chemo. He did. Um, he made two of four free throws. Um, he had another drive and he got a rebound. He was... Davion was 100% on his field goals, two of two. Uh, he had three assists. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was playing great. Ethan made two threes and mm -hmm. then made one free throw and got a rebound. And then Lukey came in and got two rebounds. I know. And I, I just love seeing them get in, get some time, get some minutes, and showing that they too can play. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times some, you know, those guys don't get a lot of action. And so it's nice to see them get some love. And uh, it really was. And Davion looked so good. I was so happy for him. And dad was really excited, too, because uh, if any of y'all remember last year at Meet the Jacks, uh, I sat with my dad and his buddies and Davion was our player at our table. So mm -hmm. he's a special little spot in his heart for Davion. He hey, knows. Dennis, thanks for making okay. a purchase. I just got the email. Appreciate uh, you, Playa. And so Tuesday night after the game, my dad was saying, well, I just, I would love to see Davion get some more time because um, he was like, you know, I, I know he can play and I know he can shoot. He's like, he's, he's a little bit small like I was, but I know he's a great player. And I mean, that's just tough. Cause you know, I mean, Davion's about my dad's size. He's just not as stocky as some of the dudes that he's going to be defending. Um, and we both feel that struggle. Uh, but dad was like, I just, I know he can play. So I want to see him get some more minutes. So he was so happy to see him out there and doing great. A uh, few more really quick notes. Okay. Nana, as always consistent on the free throws, he was two of two. And while he didn't, he didn't score from the field at all that game, he was very strong in the paint on rebounds. Um, he got five rebounds. So got to give him some love there. Um, AJ and Kimo both played great, and I'm going to kind of join them together here because like I bragged on AJ the last game, the, these are the two smallest dudes on the court. They both got four rebounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, and there was, there was one play where AJ made a near travel and collected himself and shot and made the bucket anyway. Um, Let's see. Okay. Uh, last little kind note about our, about our guys and just how sweet they are. Um, when I watched the replay back, whenever that player of theirs got, uh, got hurt, I mean, he was okay. He got up and watched off the court, but he was, you know, kind of laying there for a second and AJ and Nana were the first ones to go over there and try to help, but check on him and help him up. And it was just really sweet. Um, I know. I know. And oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and honestly, and this is not even about our team. Uh, I would like to give Paul Quinn a lot of love and respect because it's not easy coming in and playing a, you know, a D one team, a, a mid-major power every single year, pretty much. Yeah. And this is great practice for them and for their team and their school. And it looks, it, it does look good hanging in there with a D one team the way that they do every single year. And I applaud them. Also, they had multiple guys foul out and they came over and, and shook coach's hand. And I appreciate the level of respect that they show to us and we showed to them. So again, very appreciative that, you know, our guys and their guys are both being taught and essentially raised right. You know, that's respectful. And, and I appreciate that a lot. 
I agree. I, I noticed that during the game too, and there's been a few games where I've seen that not happen. And just being being a ref's daughter, I'm a stickler for the the respectful like unspoken rules like that. When you foul out, you go you go shake the other uh, coach's hand, and that's just what you do. And not everyone does that anymore. Um, so it's nice to see a few unrelated to the game uh, feats of strength. Oh, I'm sorry. And also, it would have been 15 because Clayton didn't play. Because he's also injured slash. You are right. I don't know. I brain farted on that. I brain farted on that too. Sorry, Clayton. So Love you, buddy. Jelani, but. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Totally brain farted on that. You are correct. So to hey. let you know, we asked Clayton's wife, Caitlin, yesterday about Clayton. And uh, he hurt his ankle during practice, but he should be back soon. So yeah, just no. a little minor little tweak, nothing crazy. Um, so shout out to Corey and his team uh, with concessions. They had some actual real food uh, since this was a lunchtime game. Y'all know how I complain about if it's like near mealtime and I'm not eating a hot dog or just popcorn and candy. So that was very nice. Um, they were delicious by the way, too. They were good. Uh, so I, Rewatched the game right before we did this episode, and um, Hunter gave a little shout out to uh, George Brandon, aka GB, uh, for his broadcast work and helping bring this game to us right before the holidays. Um, you know, if you don't know who he is, it's because he's always behind the scenes, but he's doing a great job, and we love you, GB. So give him a little shout out. And then one thing that Hunter mentioned during the broadcast is that uh, Nana graduated. Just graduated. He did. Congrats, oh. Nana. Congratulations, Nana. And we now have two players working on the Masters, which would be Nana and Frank. Bunch of smarties we got. We do. We do. They are total athletes. They are uh, not athletes. I'm sorry. They are total badasses on and off the court. Schol gentlemen and scholars. Total That's package. right. Total package. Um, congrats to them. Love to see it. Uh, love to see guys, um, who excel both on and off the court. So love to see it. So I don't have a lot, um, obviously grievances. Do we, yeah, we have it ready. Yep. I got it queued up. All right. Today is the day you guys. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. Okay, I'll leave a few, um, so it'll be quick. The The only game-related ones, as far as our players during the game, um, we did still have a few sloppy passes that I, I feel like we need to clean up. Mm -hmm. And some of them were like the type where it, it they definitely saw the vision for a great play, but they just didn't read the defense, and the defense was ready for it. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to clean those up. We did have a few dumb fouls under the bucket from just not having our feet set on D, and then it was like a body contact thing. Um, so we need to kind of straighten that out a little bit. Um, so I will cover – I had to watch this back when, or look for this when I watched the game back because I couldn't really tell what happened during the game. Um, but the double flagrant that was on Jalil and 22, I think, on their team. Yeah. I'll say the – there was a little shoving on Jalil's part, but the other dude started it and he got like three pushes to Jalil's one. Um, 
So I get, I get once they reviewed it and saw that it, there was a return, they had to give them both a, a flagrant. But uh, the other guy was certainly the instigator and the aggressor. And like Jalil just kind of did a little body push on the dude after he gotten pushed like twice. And then the dude pushed him square in the back. Yeah. And it's wild because um, I totally forgot that happened. Cause when I look at the stats, it said technical fouls, none on our side. So that's why I was like, I completely forgot that we even had a tech in there. Well, um, they don't call that as a tech. It's just a flagrant. It's like a higher level of a personal foul. Oh, okay. I thought it was a tech. My bad. I don't think so. But anyway, there were, and they may have just not listed as a flagrant on each side. And then they even, okay. I just thought the, I thought it was called during game as a double tech, but it may not have been. Maybe not. Um, but I yeah, so there's the story on that. Um, we only, I think, this was the same Tuesday. I can't remember. You might have to help me on this, but we only had one cameraman up there. Was it that way on Tuesday? I don't remember. It might've been on Tuesday, but yeah, there's only one camera guy up there working the camera and they keep missing our girl dancing nanny. Like second game in a row that they shafted the dancing nanny. Yep. And only one, one poor dude up there trying to run both the cameras on his own. Like stick someone up there. Anybody would be better. I'm not saying that anyone can do great camera work. That's not what I'm saying at all. It definitely is a skill, but I'm just saying having anyone on that camera would be better than no one. Right. No alternative. I agree. Um, I agree. So get um, our need some help up there. Yeah. The only uh, biggest grievance I have is the fact that. <sighs> I get, obviously we can't help having games during break. And so like, I get it, but it just stinks because I mean, it's a one o'clock game on a Friday. People are still technically like working. And so there isn't a lot of opportunity yeah. for people who want to go to the game to be able to go to the game at a one o'clock on a Friday, you know, unless they have jobs like mine where you're done working for the year until January, but not everybody has that type of job. And the people that do usually go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just hard to have games during break. We don't have students. We don't have the the pet band. We don't have the Roaring Buzzsaw band. Like, it's just kind of blah. But I appreciate all those who do come out. Um, it would be great if we had more come the UNO game. And that is my challenge to everybody is to come out for the UNO game on the 29th and uh, make it a little bit better of an atmosphere for our boys. Cause they deserve it. Um, I think my only other grievance was just keep, we just really need to work on the whole blocking out and boxing out. I, yeah, that's just another thing. I mean, yeah, we had great rebounds, but that's just because again, we're playing Paul Quinn. Uh, we gotta really still work on the rebounding aspect. Yeah. Um, Hi, Amanda. We talked about you earlier. Yeah, we, we missed you, and we did mention you earlier on this episode. Um, hopefully, we'll see you on the 29th. Uh, I got two last very quick grievances. Okay. I am listening again. Y'all got to just, this is, this is my opinion. I'm saying this is what I would have done if this was my call. I feel like we could have put Davion, Ethan, and Luke in sooner than we did. We were hit by 40 for like a majority of the game. I'm just saying like eight minute media timeout, maybe. I feel like we could have put them in. That's me. That's what I would have done. Dad texts me and was like, tell Keller to put the 
<laughs> to put the three at the end of the bench in, like it's time. Richard, do you think that Keller would listen to us? I know his commentary is just so funny though. I know like, it is funny. Don't put, put the three at the end in. It's time. Um, and then piggybacking off of that, it really irritates me. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to be serious for a second because this is a soapbox item. It really irritates me when people leave early during a blowout. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Because, okay, you might think it's not going to be that interesting. I know the outcome, but the point of the game should be supporting the guys, whether it's a win or a loss or a blowout or a double overtime or whatever. And going on the point of, the players that don't get as much playing time that's that's disrespectful to them because listen they are in practice every single day like every other dude on that team they're putting in all the work they're putting in all the same workouts they're doing all the same stuff so the few times a season that they get several minutes in a row to go in and play they deserve to have people watching them too they're worthy of sitting there and watching so it's just rude and i don't like it and it pisses me off I will co-sign that. I will co-sign that to the cows come home because listen up, baby. It's not like you're beating traffic. <laughs> like there's nothing. I got one more point on that. Here's a PSA for every idiot that I get behind trying to pull out of the Coliseum parking lot. Lisa and Linda. All right. When, when the game hasn't started yet, yes, you should be turning in on the right side and turning out on the right side so that there is an entrance and exit lane. Okay. But once the game is over, ain't nobody, nobody turning in to the Coliseum parking lot. So if you are turning left on University Drive, you can get on the entrance lane on the left. And if you're turning right on University, you can get on the right. And then we don't just have one line backed all the way up to the football field to turn right and left out of when ain't nobody turning in. And then you can get out faster. Also co-sign that. Every time I yell about that. I'm like, also co-sign that. Move over. No one's turning in. You're not blocking a single soul. Anyways, there's yes. my rant for the day. My second rant. Okay. My last rant and my last grievance goes out to, and I mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast when I was talking about Frank. This goes out to Frank. This goes out to, let's see who else went into the locker room and didn't come over and give us a hug. Miles didn't come over. Miles. This goes out to whoever goes into the locker room and doesn't make their way around to the other side of the court to give us diehard fans a little hug or at least a high five for goodness sakes. If you don't want to give hugs, I don't care at this point. Listen, just follow your brethren over to the other side of the court. Give us fans. There's other people too, other than just us. Like there's like the, the little old ladies and little old guys who uh, most of those are your adoptive uh, uh, people, parent, whatever they call them, your adoptees, adopters uh, from, from the church or whatever. Like there's people over there that want handshakes, high fives and hugs too. So come over and give us a hug after the game. Win or lose. Yeah. Give us a little hug. That's it, man. We traveled all the way to the Caymans for your butt. All right. We, <laughs> Really had to twist our arm for that trip, by the way, but big twist, but still, still. but still. Yeah. All right. So that was my last grievance. All right, Jacqueline. So last single word to describe this entire game. Oh my gosh. I'll go. I'm just going to say it day day. 
Dio. No, so day is my word because day is back. Day is here. He, the return of day has emerged. Also, I'm just happy that he's back in old form. So I am too. Uh, I would say I will say breakout because obviously it was, I think it was a breakout for a lot of people. It was yeah. a breakout game. A lot of people had their best game of the season or yeah. the confidence boost they needed. And it was amazing. And I loved it. And I had so much fun rewatching it today. I'm glad. Good, 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 good. All right. So let's wrap this pig up. Next game is going to be on Friday, December 29th at home, 630 against UNO, which is University of New Orleans. Uh, big game, big game. Um, they used to be in the same conference as us way back when. And so it'll be kind of reigniting an old little in-conference rivalry here. Um, excited for the game. It'll be post-Christmas. It'll be in that like weird in-between Christmas and New Year's lull where you don't know which way is up, which way is down, left from right. Don't know so, what they think it is. So it's the perfect opportunity to get out of your house and come to a game. Okay. Uh, so we should see the sawmill packed out, right? Right. Okay. So we already talked about our store. Of course, we love everyone who's been supporting us on our store. Thank you, Dennis, for going and ordering a, another shirt, another sweatshirt. We appreciate you. I know Jacqueline's modeling one of those. I'll be wearing right here. Versus UNO, no matter what the temperature is, I'm going to be wearing my new crew shirt that I bought, crew sweatshirt. Um, I'll probably have to take it off at some point, but I will definitely model it. Um, so support our store. Make sure you go online and also look at the uh, MyPlates website as well. As always, uh, we're big supporters of MyPlates.com. If you go to MyPlates.com slash Lumberjacks and check out all the fun options um, for background only, background and personalization, one-year, three-year, five-year plans, great present. And it's one of those presents that you can easily just like order it right now or today or tomorrow. You're not going to get your plates by Christmas, but you could at least like print out something and be like, I bought you plates, you know. Same thing with our store. You're not going to get stuff overnighted. Like at this point, Amazon Prime isn't going to save you either. Yeah, so no, why don't you do yourselves a favor and go support local, <laughs> like the brewery, <laughs> and come see me tonight if you're in Knack and I'll pour you a beer. Make my night go a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, so yeah. thank you guys. Thank you everyone for your support. Uh, we're excited to have a few days off and obviously we're excited to be back in action. Let's see here when the next shirt has inventory XL, I'll be placing another order. Uh, which specific shirt Dennis? Cause I can always add more designs and a different style for the next shirt. Just text yeah. me. Yeah, send us the link of which one you're looking at. Yeah, because I can always add new styles or different, uh, not styles, but different shirt brands. Short sleeve. Like, is it a Bella canvas? Is it a, like, screenshot the one you want, and I'll see if I can upload a different version or something. I don't know. Um, I'll figure it out. We'll get you covered. But, yeah, so, like, we can't, we can't control the in-stock stuff. Like, we literally just... 
we put the designs online and then the actual store does everything else. So, um, okay. He says he's going to get on the website again. Sounds good. All right, cool. Wonderful. Okay. We hope you guys have a wonderful Festivus the rest of the day and a wonderful Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas. We love everyone. Hope you have a wonderful night. And as always, Axum Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.